0: Unfurling, a podcast that explores the power of the natural world to inform and inspire. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Katrina. And this is our 10th episode of Unfurling, um, which feels like a real achievement. So Yeah. yeah, we're celebrating that we're coming into this episode with a spirit of celebration. Yeah, appreciating what we've been through, what we've learned on the journey so far, and also thinking ahead to what coming next, which is exciting. Um, yeah, so this episode will be a little bit different. We have some thoughts on how we want to structure this session. Um, and given our both of our experience in the coaching world, we thought we would turn to coaching for some inspiration for how to structure this session. And Kat, you're going to talk us through what that looks like. Mm.
1: Yes, yeah, so I guess we we really see these first 10 episodes, as almost like season one, of unfurling and we'll be back in January uh, with the start of season two and with coaching when I'm working with people one-to-one, I'm sure you do this Elizabeth too, um, when I finish working with people even if we go on to work together in the future it's important to what we call complete our coaching work um, and really that's what we'd like to do today with this, this first season. So we'll start off by taking a quick look back um, at our time together, you know, what's what some of the highlights have been, uh, what some of the takeaways have been for us, and then think about what some of the challenges have been for us, ways we've been provoked as well. Then we want to take just a moment of appreciation um, just to think about, you know, all that we have learned and um, you know, what we're creating and, you know, what we're creating out with you as our listeners as well. And then we want to spend just a little bit of time looking ahead to 2021, to season two, and just reveal, you know, where our thinking at is at about that, um, how we might want to structure things, um, potentially bring in some new voices. Um, we'll tell you more at that point, and then we'll finish off just thinking about what we're going to be doing over the holiday period, and and thinking about pausing as well. So I guess. To summarise this, really, it's uh, there's a nice quote by Jonathan Lockwood Huey, which is "celebrate endings, for they precede new beginnings."
0: Ooh, yeah, I like that, um, and that seems like a good opportunity to, um, you know, name the ending and name what we're ending, and look back at some of the episodes mm. that we've um, that we've spent time creating. So to do that, I thought what I might do is actually just briefly run through the themes of the episodes that we've created so far, um, just to see what that prompts in us. Yeah, just to celebrate all the themes we've touched on. So over the course of nine episodes, we have looked at joy and wonder. Mm -hmm. We've looked at climate change, Mm -hmm. connections and networks, listening, confidence, health, renewal, place, and language. And I think some of those topics sort of obviously connect to each other. Some of them are a bit more standalone, but I really love um, that, that some of those are quite specific and some of those are much broader, kind of more ways of being And that's something I really enjoy about what we're doing with Unfurling. It's that kind of fusion of the particular and the specific with Mm. the more reflective and the more curious um, and um, sometimes bigger picture. So for me, it feels like a real luxury to have a space to play around with those different ways of thinking and being. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like like what you say, I got slightly distracted just then because there were two, um, I think they are great tits, um, just mm. outside in my mini garden. And yes. it reminded me of that, that kind of um, the the individual, you know, in the systemic as well, kind of as you expand what you've just said about the specific. Mm. Um, I've really enjoyed that. I've enjoyed uh, learning about different creatures. Um, I think some of my favourite ones were... In the confidence episode, um, mm. like the flamboyant cuttlefish and the eclectus parrot and the praying mantis. Mm. Um, and then I really loved uh, the prairie dogs in mm. the ninth episode on language. So I've really enjoyed kind of going quite specific, but then also learning
0: um, and, and sharing about systems as well. Mm. Yeah, I've really enjoyed the system's way of thinking. I I am a big fan of trees, and um, I love. I've really enjoyed speaking about forests and woodlands and um, the kind of underground fungal networks that connect trees together, as some have dubbed. Kind of help them talk to each other, mm. and I, I've enjoyed thinking about. I think it was not just in the connections and networks no. episode. Actually, it's it's touched a few episodes. I've really mm. enjoyed thinking about that. I think there are lots of lessons from trees um for us all and actually thinking of that connections and networks episode there was um a quote that I think I referenced yeah in that episode from Martin Luther King which has kind of lingered with me um so I'll just read out injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere we are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality tied in a single garment of destiny Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. Mm. And I think that quite seemed resonant for that particular episode. But actually, for me, I think it's um, it's tied together all of the episodes, really. It's about how we're connected to all of these themes, whether for good or for, you know, maybe less good. Um, the way that, you know, we can look at a distant animal or a distant um plant um and actually have lessons you know that are relevant to us here in our in our life today um so I love the kind of the way that connections have tied together a lot of these episodes I think mm. it's felt like a real thread
1: Yeah, it's. I agree with that and it also brings up for me kind of the timeliness of this as well mm. um because when we started out we you know this idea came up during the first lockdown in COVID. And we released our first episode actually in the summer, four and a half months ago. Oh. And I uh, I had to listen back to our trailer earlier this morning. Um, and what's been interesting is like the perfectionist in me <laughs> listened to it and I was like, oh, we said we'd cover these six, you know, six, not very full-length episodes as it were but we covered you know six topics as examples Mm. and I was then kind of looking back at the the episodes we actually did and we only did two of them (laughs) so Mm. climate change and uh connections there's something that's quite freeing I think about the fact we didn't do it all necessarily I think some of it we weaved in to Mm. some of the episodes things like stories for example was, was one thing we mentioned but actually I think the way we've chosen the topics has been really um, almost quite heart-based, mm. uh, kind of really feeling out what's going on in the world around us, what's going on in our own personal world as well, or a professional world, um, mm. and really been driven by that. You know, we've been in the context of um, upcoming Brexit, we've been in the context of the American elections, for example, and all that's going on in other countries around us and with the natural world. So there's there's been a lot to kind of listen to. And I think for me, the listening episode, and I guess because I'm a coach as well, but just feels um, really important. And I actually remember from that listening episode being really touched by the idea of eco-acoustics and the organisation called Fragments of Extinction and how they were recording fragments of sounds uh, to study, understand, experience and enjoy and conserve Um, millions of years of evolution in equatorial rainforests I remember thinking it was such a cool idea and interesting but it's really remained with me about how poignant that is you know Mm. that, that may well go if we don't do more to conserve and protect and I've been really noticing myself in the last few months about well what am I personally doing and I think there's more to do on my part? Um, how can I raise my voice further, knowing that we're talking about things that are going on in different countries where we can't affect directly the politics. Um, but I think there's something that I'm definitely thinking about um, more is about what I can personally do around these type of issues around conservation.
0: Mm. That makes me think too, though, I think it was a quote that came up in the listening episode from I'm just putting it up now from Th- uh, Thoreau. And he said, it takes two to speak the truth, one to speak Mm. and another to hear. So I absolutely take your point about the kind of maybe personal prompts that we've had, what can we do more than what we're doing already, but also recognizing that listening and hearing Mm. um, some of the the good, amazing things going on in the world and, and the truths of different people around the world, just hearing that and perhaps then acting as a kind of conduit through this podcast and in other ways to share other people's truth and reality and experience in the world feels valuable in itself Mm. yeah I think as you say the listening theme um, particularly feels important and I've yeah I've enjoyed this podcast as a chance to listen you know to you to what we're uncovering and learning Um, you know I'm getting to listen into voices and research and things around the world that I wouldn't have otherwise done. And I've really appreciated that. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. I almost feel like I'm back at university. mm, (laughs) Yeah. Cramming for an essay the night before. And uh, with much better resources at hand, you know, our internet, you know, 20 years ago was not as advanced. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's been fun using that part of my brain again. Something else I've enjoyed about the podcast is the kind of fusion of, you know, for example, poetry and science. I Mm. love bringing worlds together and, um, I'm definitely a generalist and I sort of feel like I know a bit about quite a bit. So I've loved being able to to bring in a, a poem or a quote off the back of, you know, a bit of research or science. I think that has felt fun. And actually that makes me think of um, another quote that I think we referenced in the climate change episode from um, David Wallace-Wells, mm. who's the author of a book, The Uninhabitable Earth. He said, um, "When it comes, sorry, when it comes to contemplating real-world warming dangers, we suffer from an incredible failure of imagination." Mm. And then I think we went on to talk about the role of stories, and, and I know that I've referenced a few times the author Richard Powers, who wrote *The Overstory*. Mm. And I, for me, that's something that I've really had reaffirmed. I think during this series, the the role of Stories in communicating important big things Um, and also the role of stories in communicating individual little lives. I think we need both to to learn and to act. So I've enjoyed that and kind of, yeah, connecting poems, books with science and and facts. And I think we need all of it. We need the whole spectrum um, as we think, back to your point about what can we do personally. I think for me, I know it's something around using imagination and creativity and on that note I think I might have mentioned to you before but I'm sort of slowly working away on a, a book for mm. children or young adults I'm not totally sure yet that feels like a real creative outlet I love it and it's been really inspired by yeah poets and books and things that I've encountered so that's been really fun for me
1: yeah well I and I can't wait to see that on the bookshelves Elizabeth oh, I'll send you a signed copy thank you very much <laughs> So I guess, you know, we could go on and on about this, but I, maybe it's helpful to think also a little bit about um, the challenges that have come up mm-hmm. from doing mm-hmm. this. Um, you know, what we've learned through that, it may be of interest to people, you know, if, if any of our listeners are thinking about doing your own podcasts or just generally what we've learned through through doing this work so far.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, Elizabeth, what has what have been one of one or two of your main
0: challenges? I, I guess, to be honest, to be honest, it's an ongoing thing. There is the kind of the clunkiness of physically, you know, taking a recorded show, editing it, doing all the techie stuff and putting it out in the world. Mm. And I, I guess I see it as a simultaneous um, like appreciation and, and pride that we've been able to do that. and We've learned how to do it alongside the challenge of actually carving out time to make that happen. Um mm amongst our you know lives that are full of other things mm. and also things that we've perhaps touched on that maybe make me sometimes doubt the value of my like physical location so I live in devon um, and I love it we've got wonderful walks on our doorstep we've got national parks nearby we've got two coastlines i feel incredibly lucky and yet you know kind of oh it's a fear of missing out isn't it what am i Mm. choosing to be in the countryside what am I missing out by not being sort of plugged into a city Um, and I think the fact that you're in London and I'm in Devon it's slightly highlighted that and yet I know that the deeper truth is that actually we're now both bringing the strengths of our own locations and experiences into a kind of alchemy and I think that's kind of where I get to but if I've definitely felt it as a wobble a couple of times you know, the relevance of place and, and feeling connected or disconnected, even though the reality is now that, you know, with online stuff, it's all connected, you know, we, you can speak to someone wherever in the world. Um, but that's been something that's come up for me, I think. Yeah. What about you? What's come up for you?
1: Yeah, well, it it that last bit reminds me of, of that episode eight, I think it was, um, On Place, and I just pulled it up quickly and I love this, uh quote from John Burroughs, uh, do not despise your own place and hour. Every place is under the stars. Every place is the center of the world. Mm. Yeah. I think it's important to remember that because, yeah, I've definitely had moments where I'm kind of like, I'm doing a recording indoors mm. <laughs> in my central London. You know, I live in Battersea, so it's, it's pretty central, southwest London, mm. at home. You know, I'm lucky to have parks nearby, um, mm. but ultimately, I'm in the concrete jungle. There's part of me that's definitely had a bit of imposter syndrome at times. Um, also, kind of question about the depth uh, to which I know things. You know, so we touch on really quite broad topics at times, and yet try and go quite deep, and yet we're not. Experts. We're not expert ecologists or, I don't know, economists or this or that. And I think for me, um, so it's the kind of two things, the one bit about being a city girl, essentially, even mm-hmm. though I grew up in the countryside and may end up in the countryside, but for now I'm in a city phase of life. Um, and then also, yeah, the, the, the kind of sense of how expert am I, um, which I think is something that affects all of us, you know, in our different professional realms at different times. Mm-hmm. And... I guess where I've got with it is I'm just not the expert. And I think in general, we've just run with it. And there are a couple of uh, topics uh, which, you know, I think we'll look to do in season two where I'd like to bring in some other voices. I think that that would be helpful. I think what we do do well is bridging different ideas together and almost like um, Tinkerbell kind of (laughs) scattering little fairy dust uh, of ideas and, What I love about our listeners and um, people we speak to directly or through the Facebook group um, is that people pick up different things. I think it's trusting in that, that hopefully everyone takes something away from each episode, but it may be different.
0: I kind of think of our episodes as a a bit like kaleidoscopes or lucky dips and kind of (laughs) depending on where you put your hand or depending on the angle the kaleidoscope is at, you get a different colour and a different pattern. And I think that's right it's as it's as you say it's you know different people might be struck by different things um and back to your other point about the um, imposter syndrome and then not being an expert I um that resonates too it also though reminds me of um I guess owning that in some ways and and thinking of I think I may have mentioned it in one episode but the biologist E.O. Wilson he, um he there's a quote of his that I think of often and he said we're drowning in information while starving for wisdom the world henceforth will be run by synthesizers people able to put together the right information at the right time think critically about it and make important choices wisely and whilst we're not trying to um run the world <laughs> as he says we you know I think as you said we are trying to bridge and, and connect worlds and be curious and think critically or curiously or wondrously about it mm. um, and help ourselves and whoever might be listening to this to to make important choices wisely um, with just a little bit more information or a little bit more dot joining
1: mm. so I, f- I feel that kind of Takes us on nicely to the next part about mm-hmm. we just we thought we'd do a couple of minutes just um, of appreciation for what mm-hmm. has been uh, season one, and then we'll move on to to what's coming up in twenty twenty one. I'm going to draw on a couple of points that I ask my clients to to think on when we do completion sessions. Um, so Elizabeth, if we think about um, since we started mm-hmm. unfurling four and a half months ago, uh, let's answer. These three questions so i let go of i am grateful for and i trust and we haven't pre-planned this so let's just say whatever comes up for us i think that's it's more from the heart
0: i let go of the feeling of who am i to be doing this what did you let go of
1: mm. i'm letting go and i'm actually kind of like <laughs> pretending that i'm letting it go with my <laughs> arms I am letting go of me
0: feeling the need to be an expert. Great. Here's to that. So since starting Unfurling, Kat, what are you grateful for?
1: I'm really grateful for our listeners um, (laughs) because neither you or I are are marketeers at all. (laughs) And like I've my own personal business with my coaching, I've I've grown that all word of mouth, um, which has taken time, but that's worked with having children. And so we came to this, you know, without any marketing plan, without real strategy behind why we you know what we were doing. We just wanted to do it. We wanted to have these conversations, and I've loved every single person that's joined our face group, every single person that's emailed me or texted me saying they're listening. And I've had some real surprises, people I've not heard from for years. Um, And it's just been so wonderful and affirming. And, you know, we're still a small group of people and we are, you know, we have ambitions to to grow this, but um, I just, I guess my appreciation and great gratitude is for people, A, listening and B, letting us know they're listening and, adding in ideas and
0: challenging us as well. Um so thank you. Mm. I've yeah, I've really appreciated people that have taken time to listen because I know it's um there's so many kind of competing demands for our attention and um you know, so many great podcasts out there. So the fact that people stop on our podcast and listen to it I just find that really wonderful and I'm really grateful for that Mm. um I'm also really grateful for just the space to explore these thoughts and ideas um with you Kat and yeah prompted by things that listeners have said um, and books that we've read and ideas and things we've seen and heard so grateful for listeners grateful for space to explore Mm. okay Elizabeth so looking at the final one I trust Uh, Mm. What do you trust? When I think of that, I go back to the quote that you pulled up earlier, the the, the one to do with um, being in the right place and every place being under the stars. So I sort of trust that we are doing a a good thing at the right time in the right place.
1: Mm.
0: And I feel peaceful about not knowing where that will lead to and yet also having excitement and some hopes and ambitions for where it might lead to. Um, so I'm trusting right right people, right place, right time, right thing. Mm. What are you um trusting, Kat?
1: I my instant answer was I'm trusting in us. Mm. Um I you and I have been speaking and and doing some workshops around but but primarily speaking about nature and what can we do mm. getting involved with nature and I love the way, and you said this earlier, actually, offline, about how organic this process has been. Mm. And I've been feeling a real, like, heart calling to do more with the natural world. Mm. Um, And and I've been really aware that, you know, we are very much part of the natural world. You know, it's not this separation. That's the risk, I think, with our podcasts. It can be seen to be, you know, separate us humans and the natural world. Mm. Uh, I really yeah, trust in our alchemy and that we can kind of bring in people, you know, as and when we can build bridges, we can come up with different ideas. And I just think, um, yeah, I trust in our alchemy, I guess, is what it comes
0: down to. So, mm. Yeah. Mm. I love the idea of alchemy. Um, mm. It's a definite favorite word of mine. Mm. Just picking up on that and the alchemy. I realise, I guess, I also trust the, there's this like child likeness to, I don't know if that's quite the right word, but there's something quite kind of full of wonder and full of just some of the things we shared and, and learnings. So I, I feel like we've been little kids kind of saying, this is amazing, <laughs> look at this, look at this, listen, listen to this cuttlefish and listen to this prairie dog and listen to this cool thing. <laughs> I think uh, I really love that. And I came across a poem I just like to read out on that theme, actually, by William Wordsworth, um, just to segue us into the next section. So, he's, so it's called My Heart Leaps Up. Mm. My heart leaps up when I behold a rainbow in the sky. So was it when my life began. So So is it now I am a man. So be it when I shall grow old or let me die. The child is father of the man and I could wish my days to be bound each to each by natural piety. And I love that idea of the child being the father of the man, almost like mm-hmm. the, the child likeness, the wonder the innocence can teach us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, when I look out my window now, and I see a group of sparrows just playing and um, tweeting and tweeting, and it really looks like they are playing, it just sort of makes me think of children and what we can learn from childlikeness and children and Mm. um that wonder so yeah
1: oh that makes me feel a (laughs) warm-hearted makes me think of my own little boys and yeah we were out uh, in Battersea Park yesterday and I was trying to get them home it was time for lunch and they were not playing ball and they, they both just kind of looked at each other <laughs> in a naughty oh. way and then ran <laughs> into oh. the undergrowth that you're not meant to go into. Mm. <laughs> they were just giggling away to themselves mm. and they knew they were being naughty and I mean, they were just running around in circles basically. Mm. But
0: mm.
1: There, there's something wonderful. Yeah, yeah. When you connect with that, that childlike innocence, but also naughtiness and, yeah. um, you know, breaking new ground, literally. And um. Mm. Yeah, I, pre- I I agree I appreciate that in us it's maybe naivety some people may say but mm. um, I, I know that and maybe it's just because they've only listened to one episode <laughs> of our podcast but a lot of people have commented on the joy and wonder episode mm. which is the first we did um, as as being something they really really enjoyed and I think that that's really important that we keep that up actually mm.
0: yeah yeah we na- we named joy didn't we Is something mm. that we want to sort of weave into this whole thing so yeah that's good yeah good 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 so um we wanted to turn and think ahead to what next and obviously there is a question mark but we do have a sense of what that might look like Mm -hmm. um and we've been chatting a little bit on and off about this um and um whilst we've kind of appreciated the literal unfurling conversations we've had oh and just as an aside note i only recently realized that the etymology, the meaning of the word development is unfurling. Um, yes, I remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah. it just yeah. struck me. The idea of, you know, because like part of my work is in um, international development and just sort of reframing the thinking of development around this idea of unfurling and becoming. Um, I've really enjoyed that thought. So, yeah, I guess I was thinking about, you know, as we develop Our podcast and develop ourselves and and develop our thinking It's it really is an unfurling Mm. Um, so that kind of excited me yeah so something that we've um, been sort of playing around with is the idea of having unfurling as a more kind of magazine show Um, and I guess by that I mean having different sections that um, hopefully listeners will become familiar with so that might include for example A section on um, recommended resources or book reviews and I'd be a big fan of that also you know possibly um, listener thoughts and questions which we'd love to have a section on Um, and then interviews so bring in people who might be experts on particular topics um, and spend some time chatting with them and learning from them so kind of still keeping that conversational feel but but almost then just focusing it a bit more I think Um, so that has opened up a few um, possibilities for us hasn't it Kat?
1: Yeah it it kind of came we were talking about it yesterday and it reminded me of a a magazine I wrote (laughs) when I was 10 Mm. called The Cookery Club which is very ironic if you know me because I'm not really a cook very much (laughs) And there wasn't much about cookery in it. But I remember uh, learning about the quagga, which is uh, a South American animal beginning with Q because I was thinking at animals beginning with Q. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, we've really enjoyed the format thus far. And at the same time, it, it feels quite exciting to, to try something new um, because we're conscious also 45 minutes can be a long time for people, you mm. know, so you can kind of perhaps dip in, dip out, To different sections um, as you feel appropriate. You know, we will still have different topics as well, Um, and two that you know feel important to me. I'm not sure when we'll do them, but at some point in season two, I'd love to look more at economics, Mm. uh, which, quite frankly, I don't know very much about myself. So it could be good to get some people or you know any an expert in around that. Mm. Um, And another area that I'd love to look in um, because I've been thinking about it a lot this year is um, diversity. Um, and linked to anti-racism uh, and again it'd be good to hear uh, different voices you know uh, mm. than just Elizabeth and mine on this so yeah. yeah hopefully there'll be times when it's just the two of us and I think there'll be times when we've got guests coming in and I, I hopefully that that diversity in itself uh, will prompt even more new th- ways of thinking
0: mm. yeah and I think because you touched on economics, which is something that we had talked about doing in this season one, mm. but actually, I guess it just felt a bit big, didn't it? And I think there's, some th- there's yeah. something about, aside from the fact we are definitely not economists, it just felt a big, meaty topic. And actually, I think for us having this kind of more, um, you know, a, sh- a show really, more than a podcast with different sections, it might help us tackle some of these bigger mm. um, topics. And on that note, too, I would really love to look at um, democracy and politics, mm. Um yeah, not least through my involvement in it locally, but also you know on the global stage now, there's some really crucial things happening and conversations unfolding that I think you know we might actually say, actually, what can we learn from the natural world as we think about these big, big um topics and yeah, so bringing in some other voices to help us think about that I think feels really exciting. Mm-hmm. And still weaving in things like, you know, our quotes and poetry and things like that. Yeah. We both do enjoy the kind of color that that brings. And also, you know, not wishing to think too far ahead. But when we spoke about unfolding as a show more than a podcast, it started to open up other thoughts that we had and, and ambitions that we've had. So we've touched on possibly wanting to explore what having this on the radio might feel like. Mm. It's been a, fun thought to start to play with
1: mm. we I mean we've both talked about that separately to unfurling mm. ourselves and you know if we don't put it out there <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we won't receive so yeah I guess mm-hmm. it's, it's a bit of a yeah putting it out into the universe that uh we would love to um share this more widely you know mm. um through whether it's radio tv um live events um, this isn't going to suddenly become some big marketing thing of ours. We'll continue as we are. But um, I think it's it's kind of stating that in the world, taking up, you know, some more space, really.
0: Yeah, and being proud of the kind of conversations that we're trying to have and, you know, trusting what people are saying, that it does feel timely and um, and so on. So I guess, yeah, just pushing that a bit more and seeing, seeing what doors might open, but, you know, all the while keeping it rooted in in the purpose of what we're doing and why we're doing it. And
1: just, just to clarify that again, like, you know, I guess what, what the purpose actually is, <laughs> you know? Um, so it really is exploring, you know, the power of the natural world to inform and inspire us. And really in my mind, that's in parts to just really open up our minds and hearts and to learn and to yeah help us bridge and hear other voices and, but also there's that kind of part about really appreciating the natural world and wanting to conserve it as well. Um, so those are my main purpose pieces.
0: Mm. What about you? Yeah, exactly. That it, it comes back to there's so much wonder and joy and wisdom mm. in the natural world. And we've both experienced this ourselves and we we know others that have experienced this um, in all kinds of ways. So it's, it's just constantly bringing it back to that and saying, actually, I think there's a quote, I can't remember it. Um, I'm sure we've referenced it but the idea that you know nature is a teacher um, mm. and I guess it's yeah, you know, it's sort of not idolizing nature but rather saying mm. you know the natural world has had what like four and a half billion <laughs> years <of> research <laughs> exactly. and development yeah. phase and there yeah. are some really tricky things that it's worked out how to do like you know exist in harmony and symbiotic mm. relationships and, and all that stuff so how do we use that and apply it to some of the you know, challenges and situations that we're encountering today.
1: Yeah.
0: Which then points me to just a few lines from a, a, a poem by Christina Rossetti. She's talking about birds that she's looking at, and she says, um, such mirth they made, such warblings, and such chat with tongue of music in a well tuned beak. They seem to speak more wisdom than we speak. And that idea of you know what is the wisdom in the natural world um, and how can we understand it and highlight it and and offer it. So yeah that idea of being a bridge I think feels really important too between ideas and people um, and between maybe what the natural world is saying and then you know people including us in the world that might need to hear that. Mm. Um, So I think the purpose is also about that kind of bridging and and connecting ideas Mm. and So yeah, staying rooted in that purpose whilst also unfurling and putting forth our new growth and fronds and buds and (laughs) things, um, which is fun.
1: And I think, you know, as we we wrap up, it's um, kind of going back to our listeners, you know, Mm. as well. So we would love you to be part of this unfurling and journey. And we really do value your feedback, you know, Mm. over, over Christmas, we'll be putting out a request for ideas and feedback and you know we mm. really uh you know would love to hear that you know we we can't promise we'll do everything but we will take into account a lot of it and do our best to mm. um and yeah i guess maybe elizabeth if we just kind of wrap up thinking about what we're going to be doing in the next few weeks um mm. we, we end 2020 what a year it's been <laughs> Yeah,
0: goodness
1: me. yeah. And, and start 2021 and who knows what kind of year that's going to be um mm what are you
0: what are you going to be doing or not doing so I've been struck in the last couple of weeks I've been really noticing um trees that have lost all their leaves and also have already kind of got their buds um waiting ready to Mm. go when the signals of spring tell them to do their thing um and I guess I've been thinking about that you know how something I really need to do is actually have a bit of a digital declutter. Mm. Um, so I'd like to sort of simplify things there and almost then use that as a clearing and a space to create new things. Cause when I feel too cluttered, I get, you know, my, my mind feels cluttered as well. So I'm going to do some decluttering um, and yeah, clearing and, and making way and looking where the buds are and kind of working out, you know, what signals in the spring, what signals in my life and, um the world will help those buds to to bloom. Mm. So I want to spend a bit of time thinking about that and physically decluttering as well. Um, yeah, and just wallowing in um a slightly lower key Christmas this year probably, and um, mm. hibernating fires, books, regathering and mm. um, yeah, thinking ahead to to next year. Mm. yeah what are you what are you going to spend the coming weeks thinking about cat or doing?
1: Uh, Well, I love the word regathering. It's really a nice word. And then I guess for me, it's a mixture of two things. One is, um, it's a a Chinese concept that I love and I share with my my clients um, called Wu Wei. Um, So it's W-U, Wu, and then W-E-I, Wei. So Wu Wei, which means strategic non-action. And the Tao Te Ching, which was written in China around 600 BC, first articulated this idea which was do that, which consists in taking no action and order will prevail. I stopped trying to force things and just kind of get comfortable with doing less, which is Mm. something I find really hard to do, honestly. But Mm. what I, the way that I kind of keep this in mind is thinking about the natural world Um, because yeah, the skies don't always storm, birds aren't always flying. Mm-hmm. And it's almost by slowing down, we can kind of preserve some of our energy ready for when we do need it. So for me, there's there's that piece. Um, and I'm also feeling called cool to do two things. Um, Elizabeth is the great reader out of the two of us, and I buy lots of books and have them on my shelf um, and dip in more than read all of them but I've bought a book um, by Bill Plotkin recently Um, it's his first book back in 2003 and he's um, released three since then one's being released actually in January Um, but this one's called Soulcraft Crossing into the Mysteries of Nature and Psyche and yeah it's uh, David Abram Uh, is quoted on the front page saying here is an abundantly wise and carefully crafted survival guide for the wild soul currently dozing or dying at the heart of your civilized life Hmm. not that I'm feeling like I'm (laughs) dozing or dying completely (laughs) that sounds really depressing ending to this episode but but I think there's a reality of you know when you are in the city how how Hmm. do you regather or reconnect with Mm. um, some of that wild side so I'm Mm. looking forward to that and I'll also be watching uh, my octopus teacher on Netflix um, which he recommended Elizabeth in episode nine I think Mm. on language and yeah I've seen it being recommended by a huge array of people um, in the last few weeks and months so yeah that really speaks out to me so those are the two things I'll be doing but otherwise not
0: doing. Mm, good. Well enjoy that um way or dozing. Dozing is good. Yeah. <laughs> I take a lot I take a lot of inspiration from our cat who spends a lot of his time dozing. Mm. And um yeah, strategic yeah. non-action is definitely his thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah and the octopus teacher that in fact that was a recommendation by um our friend Mark who Aye, in right. our Yes. Facebook group originally. Yes. Um, and I watched it and really enjoyed it. So thank you Mark. Mm. so it sounds like it's
1: time to wrap up season one elizabeth yep um i feel like we let our listeners go and do what they want to do (laughs) over this this holiday period um rather than making suggestions
0: Mm. Mm. yeah enjoy it and um whatever you're doing i hope it's restorative and nourishing in some way um Mm. after this year particularly yeah Um, absolutely yeah, and just again, just to say thank you for listening, whether you've just listened to a little bit of one episode or, yeah. you know, every one of every 10 episodes, thank you, because mm-hmm. it's a it's a choice. So we, we appreciate you making that choice to listen. Yeah. And actually, just on that note,
1: you know, please do feel to get, get involved with the Facebook group or just with us, um, whether you have only listened to one episode. I'm conscious some people say, oh, I haven't listened to all the episodes yet. That's okay.
0: Mm, <laughs> so, yeah, you know. yeah yeah it's, it yeah we want this to be a joyful thing for ourselves but also for our listeners so um just just you know connect with it in a way that works for you yeah brilliant episode 10 done
1: yeah yeah i'm gonna just finish with a quick quote um yeah, do it. by nina simone uh, her song feeling good it's my one of my favorite songs I want it played at my funeral <laughs> I think it's slightly ironic for that but it's just such a great song um and I was going to read you various bits from it during today but actually I think it feels right just to say you know it's a new dawn it's a new day it's a new life for me and for all of us and I'm feeling good so I wish mm. you lots of feeling good over this time
0: amen to that definitely wonderful maybe that's an action actually go away and listen to that song because it is oh. completely joyous and very nature
1: related I hadn't noticed yes. how nature related yeah. is mm-hmm.
0: yeah birds <laughs> in the trees and, yeah uh, yeah I can't remember them now but yeah
1: dragon dragonflies butterflies
0: yeah Pine. I'm gonna go and listen to that now yeah <laughs> thanks everyone for listening and um, see you in 2021 Yes,
1: see the other side. Hmm. And with that, we're unfurling a podcast that explores the power of the natural world to inform and inspire.